As Eastern Conference contenders continue to load up, the Boston Bruins have won three games in a row. And with less than two weeks to go until the trade deadline, they have to decide whether or not they want to disrupt the chemistry or make a major addition. Let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome to a special Sunday episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. This is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Sunday, February 19th. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Locked On, I should say, your favorite team every single day. Now, the podcast you can find on Instagram and Twitter at Bruins, And you can find me. My dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren, just five, four followers short of 10,000, which is kind of exciting. Get that K beside my name on Twitter. Let's dive right into it, folks. Yesterday, a very satisfying 6-2 win over the New York Islanders. Let's start with the early newsmaker, which was... Mr. Jake DeBrusque, his long-awaited return to the lineup. He scored just two minutes and 19 seconds into the game on the power play, giving the Bruins a huge boost in categories that have been lacking in his absence. The offense was a bit down. The power play had been struggling. And Jake DeBrusque, right out there after missing 17 games, uh, scoring... Very early in the game, his 17th goal of the season. Selly season is back. And when you talk about Boston adding at the trade deadline, uh, we'll talk in a bit about what the Toronto Maple Leafs did on Friday, adding Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari. Uh, For me, Jake DeBrusque is that game breaker that a lot of people are hoping the Bruins acquire up front, you talk about Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly was a target, Bo Horvat was a target. Having Jake DeBrusque back in the lineup, he gives the Bruins that extra energy, that swagger. Jim Montgomery said it was a big-time move play that he made on scoring that goal, picking the puck up, making a nifty move to the net front, and slipping a backhander through the five-hole on Semyon Varlamov, who had a very poor game for the New York Islanders. There's Pasternak, there's Marchand, there's Bergeron. And then you have Jake DeBrusque, who's out there able to make just as much noise as any of those guys. Uh, he has poise in and around the net. He's high end, according to Jim Montgomery. He later picked up an assist when his shot from the high slot 
bounced off the glass behind the Islanders' goal, over the top of the net, tapped home by Patrice Bergeron. You might have watched the dunk contest last night. Well, this was Boston's version of the alley-oop. He missed, he said, scoring goals. He missed the intense shifts, the camaraderie on the bench. And Bergeron said, DeBrusque looked awesome. 17 games, not easy when you come back after missing a long time, but kudos to him. He did the job off the ice and on the ice to make sure he was ready, and he looked ready to go. His legs were there, and getting that goal early surely helped him uh, with his confidence and to feel right back in the mix. So huge impact made there by DeBrusque. Now I mentioned Bergeron's goal. That was his 20th of the season, his 14th 20-goal season of his career, and his 10th consecutive uh, season scoring at least 20 goals. Only Alex Ovechkin has more consecutive seasons with 20 goals among active players. Um, He gets it done offensively. He gets it done even more defensively. He's a guy that Nick Foligno has admired for a long time, he said after the game. Just the way he plays the game, goes about it the right way. One of the best compliments you can give a player is that. Uh, The 20th last night was a very pretty one. Uh, The alley-oop. It's no surprise he puts himself in the right places at the right times and does so many things well. And... uh, you know, he helped bring Nick Felino to town. And Felino made an impact as well, chipping in with the goal. We'll talk about um, the impact that the bottom six made, specifically the fourth line of AJ Greer, Nick Felino, and Trent Frederick here in a moment, as well as talk about the Ryan O'Reilly trade. But first, this episode is brought to you in part by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you can absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things to help you get your day going. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. They're recommended by pro athletes, trusted by leading health experts like Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. You can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The NHL trade deadline is fast approaching coming up on March 3rd. And there's a lot of noise as to whether the Bruins will make a big splash, whether they will add some depth on the blue line, Vladislav 
Gavrikov is reportedly close to being traded by the Columbus Blue Jackets. We know for a fact that the Bruins are interested in him. There's talk about Jacob Chikrin as well. Now, yesterday, the Bruins had a fourth line that I believe could be very effective. It was made up of Trent Frederick, Nick Foligno, and A.J. Greer. And Frederick, in particular, scored two goals, his third multi-goal game of the season. He's now up to 13 on the year and could be challenging for 20 goals, which is quite a surprise. Longtime listeners will know that I have been up and down on Trent Frederick, his propensity to take bad penalties at times. Uh, But this season, he's been fantastic. And I still get grief on Twitter for suggesting putting Jesse Pogliarvi on the third line. I still think that could be a good idea with this fourth line here intact. He tipped in a Charlie McAvoy blast from the point. He picked up a loose puck and ripped it past Varlamov to make it 5-1. Probably one Varlamov should have had. But Frederick has the confidence right now to uh, not only center that line, but make it effective and bring some offense to that line. Felino said he's a guy that's moving his feet. He's going to areas that he knows he's going to score in. He has the skill to score in a lot of different ways, but he's giving himself those looks that are in tight and around the net, those heavy plays. Felino added he's been a real threat every time he's on the ice, and he gives him credit. He's found that consistency that every player strives for, and it seems to be he's found a recipe of what gives him success. He's moving his feet, being physical, reliable player in the way he positions himself, and he's understanding how effective he can be in the role that he has right now. And full credit to Felino for his leadership in the bottom six and helping Trent Frederick along. You can't understate that influence. Now with that fourth line, uh, with Thomas Noshik still out of the lineup, he was placed on LTIR, uh, cat friendly, doing a solid by sending me a DM this morning to let me know that in order to activate DeBrusque, the Bruins placed him, Noshik, on LTIR, giving them the cap space they needed. They have $1 million in usable cap space right now looking ahead to the deadline now that third line with everybody healthy you have taylor hall on the left side charlie coyle down the middle craig smith on the right side and no disrespect to craig smith but that is a spot that is ripe for an upgrade smith in 41 games this season only four goals six assists and the bruins could really use an upgrade at that position, a scoring third line winger who could bring some physicality to the mix. Uh, that is an area they definitely need. And, and on Hockey in Canada last night, Elliot Friedman said their focus is on a left hand defenseman. A lot of people chiming in saying the Bruins don't trust Matt Grizzlick in the playoffs. They don't think he not isn't tough enough, but he has had some lapses in the playoffs in the past. I still think he's a very effective offensive D-man, but they could be looking to upgrade there. So do you flip Grizzlick plus plus 
for Chikrin? Do you add Gavrikov? Do you try to do something bigger and shed some salary in Smith, Mike Riley, Chris Wagner hanging out down in the AHL as well? There's always a possibility they bring Wagner back up for the playoffs like they did last year and maybe put Frederick back on the third line with Hall and Coyle, which has looked good in the past. But that fourth line looked so good last night. Don't really have a desire to disrupt it. You need to add a scoring winger on the third line. And yes, the Bruins are cruising at the moment. They are the league's top team. Uh, despite Carolina winning uh, you know, nine of their last ten, they've won three in a row, they're still seven points back of the Bruins atop the league. And the goal differential is just insane right now. Boston's at plus 90. New Jersey, next best goal differential at plus 44. Uh, so the Bruins, you know, they have the second most goals in the NHL. They have allowed the fewest goals by far, 117 compared to the next stingiest team at 143. Uh, so that's insane. And that is leading to this wild goal differential that is miles better. So yeah, there's an argument to be made that you don't need to do much here. However, you need to somewhat counteract deals that are made elsewhere, knowing that some teams have already made improvements and others are looking to as well. And we'll talk about that here after the break. But first, our sponsor today is FanDuel. And we're at the midway point of the NBA season. And it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe and secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Huge move was made on late Friday night as the Toronto Maple Leafs made a deal with the St. Louis Blues, adding uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Achari for a bunch of picks and not really much in the way of prospects. The full deal looks uh, like this. O'Reilly... Nolachari, uh, they deal prospects Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet to St. Louis, along with their first-round pick in 2023. 
Ottawa's third round pick in 2023 and the Leafs second round pick in 2024. The Wild were in there as well, and they received the Leafs fourth round pick in 2025. The Leafs, of course, have not advanced to the second round of the playoffs since before the lockout in 2004-2005. Six consecutive first round playoff exits, and they are on track to face the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round, barring a complete re- shifting of the Atlantic division Boston right now uh, they are 13 points up on the Toronto Maple Leafs so very low risk of them falling back at this point this comes after the New York Rangers loaded up by adding Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues so the Blues in full sell mode at the moment Rangers 8-0-2 over their last 10 and uh, just incredibly hot, stacked, loaded at the moment with all-world talent on the blue line and in net. So did the Bruins take the bait and make a huge splash? Do they stay the course, make only some minor depth additions and hold on to their first-round pick? Fabian Lysel, Mason Lorai. That's going to be a huge question for Don Sweeney and Cam Neely to answer here over the next several days. Carolina also has a ton of cap space to work with, with Max Pacioretty sidelined. And uh, they can add there. He's on LTIR. Uh, just checking to see how much cap space they have here at the moment, but it's not insignificant uh, once they are able to put him on LTIR. They have $10 million in available cap space, so they could certainly make a huge swing. The New Jersey Devils are reportedly in on Timo Meyer. The Tampa Bay Lightning always find a way to squeeze something in. Those are the top six teams in the NHL at the moment. And don't discount the Buffalo Sabres either. Right now, they're eighth place in terms of point percentage in the Eastern Conference. And they have $18 million in projected cap space. Imagine they go huge and add Eric Carlson, sneak into the playoffs. That could be pretty scary. Again, it seems as though There's a trade in place for Vladislav Gavrikov, but there's another transaction required to happen first, according to Aaron Portsline, who covers the team. Uh, I, for one, would love to see Ivan Barbashev come over from St. Louis to fill that third line role. They're obviously in seller mode, and uh, he would be a guy that I would love to have uh, down there. He can play all three positions. Uh, He is... Uh, what does he shoot? He's a left-hand shot, but he can play right wing or center. He, to me, would be the perfect addition for the Bruins at the moment and likely won't cost as much as what those other Blues players did. Anyways, this has been a special Sunday edition of Locked On Boston Bruins. Apologies for the Fortnite yelling in the background. Uh, I recorded today because the Bruins play a matinee on Monday against 
the Ottawa Senators. 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'll try either to jump on afterwards or be back to a regular schedule on um, on Monday. Sorry, on Tuesday. Uh, the Senators, they play this afternoon, 2 p.m. against the St. Louis Blues. So they'll be coming off back-to-backs with travel across the border. So hopefully they are good and out of gas for the Bruins game. Uh, could be Jeremy Swayman in net after Olmark got the start against the Islanders. That's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Thank you for making Locked On Boston Ruins part of your day every day. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can find a podcast for any of your favorite teams across any sports league. Hope you have a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll talk to you again soon here on Locked On Boston Ruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.